This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, please visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And while on the website, you can always click on that radio page to check out any of our past shows, get some great education there, and also subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, a topic that has become personal for me recently is the reality of long-term care. A close family friend of mine has been in memory care for over three years, and I got to see her over uh, the holiday season, um, and it just rang to me that um, many people probably are dealing with that. I've got lots of clients that continuously ask me about long-term care, and so I thought today that we would discuss understanding what long-term care options people may have. Uh, Many retirees may eventually need help with basic things like bathing, getting dressed, eating, and a lot more. But those services do come with a price tag, and luckily for some folks, long-term care insurance may be a way to get the services that you need without jeopardizing the rest of your nest egg. So on our show today, we're going to highlight some of the things that you should know about long-term care and insurance and uh, discuss that a little bit more with my fine co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. It's a serious topic, but it's one that more and more people are having to deal with all the time. Um, You know, the odds are two out of every three people will need long-term care or almost. I think it's 70% of us will end up needing long-term care. Uh, those who live past 65 anyway. And so you, you, you're married, you or your spouse or both will probably end up needing long-term care at some point. So we need to plan for it. I, I'm glad we're talking about it. And it hits very close to home for me and I know uh, for you as well. Uh, you have uh, some people you know uh, that are in long-term care and you've worked with clients who have needed long-term care. So uh, planning ahead for it is the key here. And we're going to dig into that. But yeah, it's a it's a new year, and uh, it's a new you, Nick. No, you're the same great guy you've always been. I'm the one who's going to try to change this year. I got to drop at least 25 pounds. What do you think? New Year's resolutions, yeah. right? Here yeah. they come. Here right. they come. Here they come. <laughs> well, ho- hey, one for me. Let's just uh, hope that the market does better this year than it did last year. I mean, it was a pretty frustrating year. Uh, you know, for, for yes. many uh, investors, obviously. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I, I think 2023 is going to be a great year. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful for that. And uh, we can at least do what we can to make it a better year, each of us as individuals. So uh, let's do that this year. Uh, all our listeners out there, and I know that's your outlook. Uh, you always try to stay positive and help educate us on things that can help us with our finances and with our uh, retirement plans. 
and a big part of that, as you mentioned, is long-term care. So I'm eager to hear what you have to say about this one, and I'm dealing with this. My mother is in long-term care because of her Parkinson's, as you know, so uh, this is huge, and I know you've been a long-time advocate for long-term care planning and, and making sure people are ready for that, right? Yeah, you know, as um, longevity obviously increases in our population, this is going to continue to be um, a huge need. And, you know, you mentioned it already, but yes, you are correct, Tony. Um, Recent studies have found that over 70% of Americans who reach the age of 65 will eventually need some type of long-term care help and assistance during their retirement Oh, good. I'm glad I was right. I remember reading that and you confirmed it. it. All right. Right on it. And, you know, um, also, you know, while some folks will benefit from unpaid care from family members and others that help, about half of retirees will require some paid assistance. And about 25% will require more than two years of paid care. And 15% uh, will live two or more years in a nursing home. Um, obviously, in the case that I mentioned before, memory care can be an extremely difficult and long-term, um, long-term cost because you're completely healthy, but you just need help from the memory side for many, many years as well. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's a really tough thing, and that's the most expensive thing. My Both my wife and my son have worked in uh, the uh, care, uh, you know, um, facilities and my wife is a recruiter for nurses for uh, a lot of assisted living and long-term care facilities and my son worked in a memory care unit as a, as a CNA okay. on his way to get a, a PA degree to become a physician's assistant but um, you know it can cost in a really nice facility there's a nice facility near us where he worked memory care there is about twelve thousand dollars a month crazy so how, it's how crazy. i mean that's a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year how do people expect to pay for that so and with those numbers you just mentioned they go up every year more and more people need it so what are we looking i mean i just threw out a quote from a local one but uh what are we looking at in terms of costs yeah tony so you know the costs of this kind of care obviously vary widely and often comes down to how long you're going to need the services for where you live and how significant those services are going to be uh, and also paying for those services also varies considerably. Sure. Now, you know, Tony, traditional Medicare generally does not cover long-term care beyond some skilled uh, nursing care. Um, you may require shortly after you've been hospitalized for an illness or injury. Now, while some Medicare Advantage plans provide some supplemental coverage for things like meal deliveries and rides to medical appointments, it's typically pretty limited when you think yeah. about what Medicare can do. Well, yeah, that's true. Medicare really doesn't cover long-term care as we know it. It, it covers it covers some um, uh, facilities if you've been in a hospital and need some transitional care, long-term care after being hospitalized. But then, then it's limited depending on your situation. It, it doesn't always apply, and it's only for a set of, a short amount of time. Right? It's just a few months. So uh, that's that's really. Uh, not good. Uh, can Medicaid, though, as I know from my my parents' situation, Medicaid can play a role in long-term care services for some people, right? So Medicaid, Tony, which many of you likely know uh, is the joint federal and state program that covers low-income folks, is the largest funding source for long-term care. Though Medicaid limits are different from state to state, you can generally 
uh, count on um, not getting Medicaid unless you've used up the bulk of your savings or other assets other than your primary residence and automobile. And that factor is often enough to nudge some people to consider ways to address potential future long-term care costs in a way that may safeguard their retirement nest egg while also providing them with the services that they need and they want. Um, that's where long-term care insurance may play a role. It's certainly um, not your only option, but it's definitely something you need to consider because most people don't want to have to completely spend down their assets before they get assistance with something like Medicaid. Right. Uh, great point. And, uh, you know, that's a problem because it can quickly spend down your nest egg. I mean, if you're looking at between 5000 and $12,000 a month, uh, you deplete your nest egg. And that's not just the money you were planning to live on, but probably a lot of people planned on leaving some of that money to loved ones and they won't get any of it. And if you don't have a plan in place. So I think here is a good place to bring up working with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional who, when it comes to your retirement, can really calculate in long-term care and health care costs. Uh, it can get complicated, but there's no reason to do it alone. You are correct. And, and there's so many new nuances, uh, literally, that come out every single year about this. Um, you know, there's lots of long-term care insurance elements that you need to think through. Now, First, traditional long-term care insurance works in a similar fashion to both home and auto insurance, okay? And so you're going to pay regular premiums, uh, often for as long as the policy is in effect, and make claims if you ever need any of the covered services. You can select a small amount of coverage or a large amount of coverage to help pay for expenses in and out of your home. And in most cases, policies specify how much you can receive daily or monthly, up to a lifetime max for a defined number of years. And varying amounts may be allowed for care that happens in your home, a nursing home, or another facility. And you can also pay uh, extra for benefits that increase over time to help protect you from the bad I word that we've dealt with in 2022, inflation. Oh, you had to bring it up. I was hoping we could leave that in the past, but uh, but yeah, it's still hanging on a bit. Uh, hopefully, in twenty twenty three, we'll we'll be taking care of that this year and uh, getting it lower. It looks that way anyway. But um, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, you want to make sure you're taking into account inflation. Again, another reason to work with a financial services professional. So, what about waiting periods? I know that uh, there's uh, sometimes with insurance policies there are waiting periods. There definitely are, and um, you can choose between policies with a variety of different waiting periods between the time you begin requiring care and when the benefits start. And a common waiting period is 90 days, but you can pay more to receive benefits earlier, like say after 30 days, and on the flip side, pay less um, if you're willing to accept a delay of up to 180 days. Now, there's many different examples of different plans that are out there, Tony. A couple that um, are probably popular is one, uh, a policy that pays out about $200 a year. I'm sorry, $200 a day, I should say, that lasts five years and grows benefits, you know, like we talked about, uh, compounded at 3% a year to stave off inflation. And that's a pretty common policy. The, the other option, though, that a lot of people just go for is a policy that provides just a set dollar amount per day for, say, two years without any inflation protection. Uh, both of those are different options that everybody can consider. All right. Now, we should probably take a quick break here. But first, Nick, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. 
Sure thing. So they can always just go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. There's lots of great information there. And you can also request any information that you hear on our show today, long-term care quotes or um, anything. So uh, please take us up on that offer, listeners. All right. That's jonesfinancialtalk.com. And we'll be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk right after this. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed, and green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, an easy way to determine where you should have your retirement assets allocated is to use the color system for your money. We created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money, which is located inside our Retirement Income Toolkit. Download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us at 541-773-9567. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And I want to remind our listeners out there that if they would like to set up a uh, no-cost consultation, they can go to jonesfinancialtalk.com and get more information there. They can also listen to this show or past shows on varying topics uh, that they might want to hear about. And they can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. And the links to all four of those are at jonesfinancialtalk.com. So check that out. And on today's show, you've been talking about long-term care, Nick, and long-term care insurance, how to plan for it. And obviously, uh, you covered how a lot of our listeners out there are, are unfortunately, and a lot of us will need long-term care services during retirement. So I think it's under uh, important to understand all the options you have when it comes to help pay for those services. So what do you have for us next? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what these things cover also, Tony. So first, Policies may limit what conditions they cover, okay? And an example of that is it's common to be denied uh, care for alcoholism, drug addiction, and war injuries. And furthermore, while a pre-existing condition like a heart disease um, or a previous bout of cancer may not prevent you from acquiring a policy, it may not cover care linked to that condition for a certain block of time um, until after it goes into effect that the policy has explained. Oh, okay. That's helpful. But then the question becomes, when exactly is a person eligible for benefits? So typically you're eligible for benefits when you can no longer handle a set number of what are called uh, activities of daily living. And these include things like bathing, dressing, eating, using the toilet, getting in and out of beds and chairs, managing uh, um, you know, um, your cognitive ability as well. And um, you know, at that point, your premiums that you've paid into the policy are generally waived, Tony, um, wh- while you're receiving the services that you need. However, at some point, um, if you stop paying premiums before you need covered services, you're often gonna lose coverage immediately. And if it turns out that you never need the, needed the coverage, the insurance company is going to keep your money um, and enjoy a nice profit uh, because they have to invest the rest of the proceeds for other people that are going to have claims. 
Um, and so simply put, you know, a long-term care insurance in many cases and, and historically has generally just been use it or lose it. Yeah, and that's the old traditional kind of long-term care insurance, uh, which I know we're, we're seeing less and less because there are a lot of policies now and insurance vehicles uh, that I know you've recommended to many folks that are something of a hybrid. What does that mean? Very, very good point. And, you know, most long-term care policies available today do combine a coverage for your potential future long-term care needs with some additional benefit, often like life insurance, um, and less commonly an annuity, for instance. And so, you know, these are known, as you mentioned, like uh, are called hybrid policies. I also refer to these as asset-based care. And let me give you an example, Tony. Let's say you can uh, you contribute one lump sum or a fixed amount that <clears throat> is broken into many annual payments. In an exchange, you're going to receive long-term care coverage that includes features like those that are often written into traditional policies, okay, in addition to some degree of life insurance that your heirs will receive if you don't use any of the long-term care benefits during your lifetime. Sure. So uh, that's good to know, obviously. With a hybrid, your heirs may receive the money if you don't use the long-term care benefits, but what happens if you use some of those benefits but not all? Okay, so that's why it's called hybrid, right? So in that scenario, the life insurance payout is going to be lower or completely eliminated if you use most of the policy for that. And so the policy may allow you to take back your full payment in the first few years if you determine that you no longer need the coverage. Premiums generally aren't going, uh, you know, ongoing, which means they can't rise, which is nice. Now, for some retirees, the appeal of hybrid policies is that they address the worry some folks have about paying into something that they're never going to need. And so that's why I talk a lot about asset-based care. Somebody will get paid out for some benefit in a policy like this, whether it be your need for long-term care insurance, where you're going to accelerate maybe that death benefit policy, or if you don't need long-term care insurance and you pass away, your heirs will get that long that, that life insurance premium or policy, I should say. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And and uh, obviously, there are a lot of different strategies that you help your clients use to help uh, plan for long-term care and, and covering that. Uh, what I've taken from this conversation so far is that, that when it comes to long-term care insurance, there are choices out there, which is nice. So what are some things people need to consider before they make any final decision? Yep. So the first thing to consider as you kind of weigh long-term care insurance is clearly your overall financial situation. And, you know, Tony, some folks just simply look at their assets and spending habits and ultimately determine uh, that they're going to be able to manage their potential future long-term care needs without any type of insurance. Um, Or some people may be leaning towards selling a second home or downsizing into a smaller home or perhaps even securing a reverse mortgage to cover their possible long-term care needs. I've talked to lots of clients that talk about those options. Still, others may establish a longevity fund to address not only long-term care, but also the costs that come with living a long life. And you know, the biggest possible advantage to self-funding your long-term care needs is simply the flexibility and how you're going to spend that care budget. This is true, and yet another good point, uh, obviously. So uh, a lot of people are probably, again, I think, looking to leave assets to those they care about, and they don't want it all eaten up by health care costs. 
Exactly. And, you know, another thing that we talk about in our conversations about this long-term care topic is, um, you know, making any final decisions and thinking about all your various options um, is very, very important. Yeah. You want to sit down with somebody that understands what your insights are and helps you figure out with their options and opinions how you're going to be able to do that. And, and this is just such a crucial part of your overall financial strategy, Tony, for sure. I mean, think about how many years you're in retirement and what those costs are going to be. Health and long-term care is second to none when you think about how expensive it is. Yeah. Today's show is so important and it, and it hits near and dear to my heart because I've been dealing with this with my family, uh, my mom who has Parkinson's, who is in long-term care uh, and dealing with these costs and uh, coordinating all this. Um, it, it's I can't stress enough how important it is for people to have uh, a long-term care plan in place as part of their overall retirement plan and uh, how to cover health care and retirement as well. I mean, that's really a, a big part of it. And I think you've given us a lot to think about so far today. Um, I want to remind our listeners before we go on that you want to go to jonesfinancialtalk.com for more information. Um, what do you have for us next on long-term care here, Nick? Sure. So, Tony, you know, it's probably no surprise to our listeners that the older you are when you purchase a long-term care policy, the more you're likely to pay for it. And, you know, health problems may also make a policy even more expensive and in some cases make it almost impossible to get. And so one thing to note is that if you're already suffering from memory loss or if you're having trouble managing your daily self-care, there's a chance that you won't qualify for benefits, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So should somebody purchasing a long-term care policy expect to have to have a physical, uh, pass a physical or have a physical exam? So some companies do require physical exams or a review of your medical records, and other companies may only require a health interview over the phone. And interestingly, you know, traditional policies typically have stricter health requirements than, how, than hybrid policies do that we've talked a lot about today. And while for, for years many experts urged people to begin looking for long-term care insurance in their early 60s, many experts now recommend beginning that process in your late 40s or even early 50s. Yeah, and that's why you need to, as soon as possible, begin that process of finding long-term care and work with somebody like yourself. So what's next? Yeah, so the next thing that you need to think about is how you're going to pay for the policy. Right. Um, you may be able to. Oh, wait, we your... have to pay for these. <laughs> well, <laughs> unfortunately, this is a very costly type of insurance is, that you need yeah. to think through. Right. So we got to think about this. And, you know, you you may be able to pay for those premiums tax free with money that you have in a health savings account, which is typically only available to those with certain health plans. Um, but you're going to want to also chat with your financial advisor about the potential tax advantages of possibly trading a life insurance or annuity policy that you already have for a long-term care policy. And while the process is fairly complicated, it may be a good option for folks whose insurance goals have changed. And so let me just reemphasize that there's so many different ways that you can get coverage and um, you definitely just need to talk with a financial planner about your overall financial picture so that they can tailor this uh, option for you in retirement. Well, and that's important, uh, obviously. And I know that uh, 
uh, one thing that you do and that you're doing here on the show is you're probably going to present options people didn't even know they have, right? Well, sh- well, sure. And, you know, um, there are many different options. Uh, there are group policies that are provided by employers that may prove more affordable than individual policies, especially if you have health issues. So you definitely want to look into that at your company. Uh, one potential bit of good news for some of you listening today may be that individual policies as a couple rather than as uh, single people may reduce your premiums. And couples may also qualify for what's called shared care, which means that if one part of the couple burns through their pool of benefits, they may be able to utilize benefits from their partner's pool, okay? And finally, in most states, Tony, you may be able to shop for a limited number of policies that have partnerships with the state's Medicaid program. And specifically, these partnerships uh, and policies may help you and your survivors hang on to more of your assets if you ever need to go on to Medicaid. Mm. And so the protected amount is determined by what your policy has already paid for your care, and that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's Im- that's important. Uh, we've heard a lot of great long-term care info today, and I'm guessing you probably have a little more for us, right? I, I definitely do. I definitely do. You know, again, Tony, your cost will likely just depend on factors like your age and the amount of coverage the policy will address if you need to use it. And, you know, uh, data from some studies uh, from the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance has found that a couple who are both 55 who choose an initial policy benefit of, say, $165,000 can expect to pay a combined annual premium of about $2,000 a year. But if that couple is 65, that premium would jump up to around $4,000 a year. Yikes. So that's just how important it is to consider it maybe at a younger age and to start thinking about it before you actually retire. Wow. Talk about the benefits of planning early, right? Definitely. And that's what it's all about, you know, and no matter how diligent you are about saving your money for retirement, you may want to be prepared um, that that savings alone isn't going to be enough for long-term care. And so, you know, it's just something that you want to sit down and talk to, to an advisor about. Um, you know, and, and and here's where there may be some savings versus expenses um, in, in a conversation as well. I mean, currently, the average assisted living facility will run you about $55,000 a year, and the average nursing home comes with an annual bill of around 95000 for a semi-private room. And so with long-term care costs rising, uh, you may find that your retirement savings just isn't going to be enough to cover as much as what you're expecting. And that needs to be built into your retirement plan for sure. There you go. Well, uh, this was a great topic. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Nick, let us know uh, once again how people can get a hold of you if they have questions. Sure thing. This has been a great topic today. Hopefully, people have found it educational. Um, you can always get a hold of us at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Lots of different ways to request information on our website. Please take us up on that, listeners. We're here to help you. All right. Sounds good, Nick. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.